All right, guys. Hello, and welcome to episode five of Utopia to Me. With me, Chris Locke. I'm your host and uh, and interviewer and whatever you call it, Podcast Jones. And I'm sitting here, and I'm really excited for today's interview. I'm going to get right to it because we had a. It's a long one. We hung out and chatted for a long time because it was so much fun. You guys are going to love it. It's Brent Butt, uh, Canadian comedian extraordinaire, one of the funniest stand-ups I've ever seen. Plus, uh, creator of the Corner Gas hit show here in Canada. And, yeah, so we're really excited. We're get right to it. Um, for the most part, don't want to make a huge intro, like I said, but I do want to give one shout-out to my wife, Kathleen, who is in Winnipeg right now filming a TV show. I just want you to know that I'm wearing sneakers in the house, and I feel really guilty about it, but they're clean on the bottom. I swear, I'm not tracking dirt through the house. And people listening, I don't want you to think that Kathleen would really get mad at me about that but just in case uh i just want you to know i'm wearing sneakers in the house and i feel bad and i hope you're doing well in winnipeg okay so two messages that message out of the way and the message of brent butt is coming right up ladies and gentlemen please enjoy i had a lot of fun doing this uh interview with brent and uh, you guys are gonna have fun listening enjoy thank you all right that's it i just hit play or record or whatever yeah, one of the two. <laughs> got a 50% chance of wasting an hour and a half here. I know. Thanks so much for the dinner, by the way. You're very welcome. I, um, is I this f- part of the show, or we just, is this preamble? This is preamble, so no, it's not a part of the show. But I don't want to burn a lot of hilarity before... Uh, um, be hilarious. Yeah, wait for a bit, please. Yeah. <laughs> well, um, I'm, yeah, I'm here with... Uh, my guest today is Brent Butt. He's sitting on my couch in my living room. Canadian stand-up extraordinaire, owner of the Corner Gas Gas Station, and soon-to-be Corner Gas Gas Station, the movie, and hiccups, and all kinds of tours across Canada, one of the best stand-ups ever of Canada, and he's here, and say hi, Brent Butt. That was a good build-up. That you was a hell I mean? of a introduction. You were like Ed McMahon or somebody there, whipping the crowd into a frenzy. An even more drunk Ed McMahon. (laughs) You're like Ed McMahon but to the next level. Yeah. Which is one. Poor guy. He's still alive, right? No, he's long gone now, Ed McMahon. Because if he was still alive, I would say poor guy. He's dead. He's long dead. Lucky guy. Don't you watch TMZ? (laughs) (laughs) Only when they... All the cutting edge uh, showbiz reports. Yeah. Oh, I get really excited for when they show footage of um, Drew Barrymore smoking in a parking garage. <laughs> Did they do that? I don't watch I saw TMZ. that once. Yeah. Uh, my wife will watch it sometimes. She yeah. finds it quite entertaining. She gets a kick out of it. But uh, I'm not a big fan of the TMZ. Yeah, there's a few ladies I know that are there's unabashedly... Lady I know. Yeah. Uh, what's that? Yeah, that's an old tune. Led Zeppelin? An old Zeppelin tune. <laughs> And she's buying stairs that go somewhere. (laughs) So there's a lady that you know. Well, no, there's ladies I know that ironically and unashamedly love celeb news. Oh, yeah. And I think it's so weird, sort of. But it's whatever, you know. Yeah, I don't get it. I don't claim to get it. Yeah. But whatever blows your hair back, you know. Yeah. But it's weird that, it's weird that, to me it's weird anyway, that it's an industry like just... You know, kind of finding celebrities coming out of a 
IGA or whatever. Yeah. I said, hey, hey, you know. Yeah. Uh, I heard you. Uh, heard you got a little tipsy the other night. What happened there with that? <laughs> and that guy's like, he's trying to get to his car. Yeah. He's like, oh, I don't know, man. I just had a couple of drinks. Yeah. On my back. And then we we're like, oh, I'd like. We're consuming that. Yeah. We're like. Where was he tipsy? <laughs> What's the and yeah. and you don't even get the whole story because it's just it's not like you're digging into the backstory of any of this stuff on TMZ. It's always like a seven second. They're bothering somebody on the way to their car. Yeah, you know, coming from getting their lip, I know. lip injection or whatever. I know the real thing about oh, can you keep the mic just a little bit closer? I'm nervous. I did one recording with uh, Tom Henry once, and my mic was too far, and you can hear the room, and I got. Uh, embarrassed. <laughs> you hear the room? Yeah. Why are you embarrassed of your room? <laughs> it sounds awesome, your room. Well, if you keep the mic too far away from your mouth, you can hear the ghosts screaming in the room. <laughs> <laughs> I think people might tune in for that. I think you might be denying yourself an audience here. I don't that. know if that's the audience I want. Just kidding. I want all kinds of colors of audience. By the way, how deep into uh, this show are we? Like, what, Have you done like seven shows or 12 so shows or four? I'm trying to... F- Figure by the time because you're a huge name. I'm just going to keep. I'm just going to keep shouting out numbers till I hit the right one. Thirty six. Close. No, well, the six part is close. No, the three part is close. Am I? I the, you're a big name draw, so like I have, I have you know, you're a celeb. Um, so you had a couple people on. I Iron might, out the bugs. I might bump them. And now that it's um, yeah, now that it's all up and running, and you got the kinks out, and yeah. it's a well-oiled machine. Now you bring out the heavyweights like me. The big guns. Yeah. But also, we have to say that the reason I could get one of the heavyweights right now is because you're only in town for a limited time editing your movie, right? Yes. So... Corner Gas, the movie. In fact, we locked it today. The, yeah. well, the, pre, the pre-lock, the pre-picture lock. Yeah. Pre-lock and then dinner with Chris Locke. Yeah. It's, it's a, a lock kind of day. And then go see Locke with uh, Tom Hardy. Yeah. Did you see that movie? No, I heard it's awesome. It's, I can't believe that it engaged me the way it did. It's just it's him just and a the guy car on his car phone. Making a number of phone calls. <laughs> and I thought, I thought, okay, like my wife was really interested in seeing it. I was kind of interested as a guy who writes stuff to go, yeah. how can you write something? That, how can you even hope to engage me if this is your premise? Yeah, <laughs> that captivating for that long. And, but it really does. So wow. I want to watch it again now to just kind of... Now that I've seen it once, I want to see. I want to study it a bit and go. Why is that so engaging? Well, I'll watch it even just because, like, yeah. The that aside, the the amazing writing and everything, and he's an amazing actor. Tom Hardy's also one of those actors that I watch, and I'm like, damn it! And then I do um, push-ups for like three or four days after I watch one of his movies. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? I never had that reaction at all. <laughs> Nobody's ever made me do push-ups. That's I can't wait Tom to like, find my guy. Yeah, you'll who's going to inspire me. To... When you find your guy, you'll be like, what am I doing? I do chin-ups like crazy. There's a lot of guys who make me do chin-ups. For chin-up. no reason? Chin-ups. <laughs> I'll see, uh, like, Jim Parsons after yeah. a hilarious episode of, uh, <laughs> I can't think of the name of the Wait, show, Big Bang true. Theory. Yeah. I do about 50 chin-ups right after that. I get yeah. inspired. Wait, look oh, look, out. Mr. Uh, Bernadette's Bern- on the Mr. couch. Mr. Bernadette. She doesn't know I have this equipment here. Oh, crap. My cat just ruins my life. But you can uh, edit all that out, right? Nah, you yeah, can. I can't say you will. Or I have the capabilities. Do I have the? Um, Are you willing uh, to do the due diligence to make this fly? I don't know. You know what? I want people to listen to this years down the road and be like, "See, people were real back then. They <laughs> mentioned the cat that was bothering them." 
You're revolutionizing show business with um, your podcast. Uh, do you have a put, uh, chin-ups bar in your house? No. A lot of what I say on your podcast here today will just be a load of crap. Um, I don't think I could do a chin-up. Like, maybe I could bang off one. But, I mean, I'm a pretty heavy guy. Yeah. And, um, I mean, I have a bit of arm strength. Yeah. I used to do a lot of arm wrestling. Oh, and, really? Um, I could maybe, but I couldn't bang off a lot of chin-ups. No way. Maybe do one. That would be my... I would was be that one over the top was a huge hit? I'm the reason it was a huge hit. <laughs> Stallone side. Yeah, like... I've been in a couple, like, tournaments. I did a couple of tournaments. Are you serious? I did, didn't go very far in the tournaments, but... Have you ever met the comedian Dylan Gott? I don't think so. Comedian? Oh. He is really good at arm wrestles. He beat, like, ten of us at the Connie Bar. At once. Ago. You were all pulling yeah, at once. me. <laughs> we all formed one arm. It was the grossest thing. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's like a weird Transformers thing. Yeah. Some GoBots. My face just looked like a terrible muscle. <laughs> one big thumb. <laughs> My face is the thumb. <laughs> That'd be so funny if Transformers just or just turned into a broken arm on the ground. One arm. <laughs> How are you going to defend the universe? But you really did them for real. You did the tournaments for real in Saskatchewan. Yeah, like a couple of them. It wasn't like my gig. I didn't How go around doing it, but 19 and 20. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I took second place in a small tournament. That's amazing. Um, and then so got my peaked? ass handed to me in a bigger tournament. Oh, shit. Where was that in Australia? It was a good <laughs> guess. You had a one in seven chance of nailing the continent, and you did it. Yeah. No, it was also in Canada. Arm wrestling. I've arm wrestled. Are a colonial I've arm wrestled two different Canadian heavyweight champions. Is that true? Yeah, and um, it's uh, like it's a whole different. You can't believe how strong these guys are. Yeah. Like I think, I think that for for especially the one guy that I arm wrestled, yeah. well, both of them really. I think there was no difference in their mind between arm wrestling me or arm wrestling a one year old. Like I think it was just yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, they had the same amount of effort. Yeah. Almost unaware. And they adopted you after they beat you. <laughs> they were almost <laughs> unaware that they were arm wrestling me. Yeah. Like, oh, That's such so... a different level of arm strength. It's ridiculous. Wow. It was, it was, it felt like, um, you were arm wrestling a statue. Like a guy, like somebody had made a bronze or a marble statue of a guy in an arm wrestling position. Yeah. You know how much you could move that arm? Like zero. That's what, that's what it felt like. That's amazing. Did you say sorry after you lost? No, I started laughing because it's like so. It's, it's almost inhuman, you know. Yeah, they were with it. This level of power. Physically, they were way bigger than you too, or they were just yeah, they were awesome. Quite, yeah, I mean, one guy was like a he was he had to be four hundred pounds. The one guy, yeah, and um, like, I mean, he's quite fat, but he had all this muscle underneath that. And then the yeah. other guy was uh, he looked like a pro wrestler. He was like in fantastic shape. A big guy, about six foot six. Why did they even make you do it? Well, they didn't make it. was like they were, uh, because they're the big league. Yeah. And I was twisting in, like, these smaller tournaments. And so th- sometimes they would get the big guys to come around to kind of help promote it and build excitement about the thing. And so it's kind of like you had the opportunity to go arm wrestle these guys. Is arm wrestling big in Saskatchewan? It's big everywhere, man. Where have you been? <laughs> it's the sport of the future. Yeah. It's going to take over from darts, I think. <laughs> In terms of popularity, darts is really popular though. I Isn't that funny that one. darts is the if you we may, like joke about darts, but darts is a thing where yeah. when you get to a certain level, there's there are guys like the statue arm wrestler guy of darts yeah. that'll just be look at you and just like hit bullseyes tw- like nonstop, <laughs> yeah. like nine bullseyes in a row. Yeah, and you're like, or just Sorry, like, sir. what number do you want me to hit? 
Yeah. And then they just hit, you know. That's crazy. Well, this is all a good setup. Um, I thought you were going to say, well, this has been fun. Like yeah. We were done. This is the <laughs> shortest one ever because uh, I just have to pee again. No, uh, I, I think it's a good setup for describing, like, what, like, in your perfect utopian world, which is the premise of this podcast for the most part, what kind of, do you, do you see sort of like a physical activities a lot like happening there? Or what would you like to do? I would this, is, like, this is a blank slate. It could be anything. I inv- you know, I would like to live in a world where I had a lot of opportunity to uh, play hockey. Like, uh, you know, just for kicks. Like, for oh, yeah. like I'm not very good. Like, I'm a goalie. Oh, but it's yeah. fun. You know, I like to strap on the pads. and. But it's always, you know, you got to hump yourself across town somewhere. And you got to get a bunch of guys. And it's kind of... Yeah. So, kind of, in a perfect world, like, if we're just talking about physicality... Yeah. The physical part of my perfect world would be I could easily go do something physical and fun like play hockey. Yeah. Like I could open my door and there would be a rink, you know, and yeah. I could sit down and put on my gear and play and it, it would be easy. So is it a cold world or does it just have a rink? No. It's not a cold world. Yeah, it's yeah. artificial ice. <laughs> my, you play in t-shirts? My, the perfect world would be... Uh, like 24 degrees all the time. Yeah. Like autumn. Nice autumn weather. Yeah. Because it's warm enough. You still like just shirts and a t-shirt is fine. But yeah. you're not sweating at all. Yeah. Uh, unless you're physically exerting yourself, which I would only be doing during the hockey games that I play. Yeah. Yeah. Weather-wise, 24 degrees. That's that's my ideal temperature. That's nice. And so there's a lot of buddies in your land that like to play hockey with you. Yeah. Like all your buds are there. They would be just hanging out there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, just guys kind of sitting around waiting for me to show up to play hockey. Whenever I opened <laughs> yeah. that door to the rink, yeah. they'd be like, oh, is it game time? Are we playing now? Yeah. And we'd, we'd have a quick game. They're robots. <laughs> well, <laughs> I don't know what they do when the doors close. Well, that's up to them. I love that. They, I'll have to have them on the show later. Yeah. Just get to the bottom yeah. of it. Yeah, what do you guys do, do you when do? you're not... Waiting to play hockey with Brent. The crazy fantasy guy who (laughs) owns the world that you live in. (laughs) That's awesome. Yeah, hockey would be... I haven't played in a long time. I was really... I wasn't really bad. I was average. I was left wing when I played. But the one time I played hockey... um, I mean, the one time I played goalie, sorry... I we lo- our team lost nine one, <laughs> and the the all of my team no one was sympathetic towards me. They were like, <laughs> "You goddamn idiot!" I just didn't. Had you misled them? Like, did you say I'm probably a pretty good goalie? I should play. It was more like because then you then you got to wear that. Yeah, but if you no. if you're like, well, like, I'm not very good. I'll try. Yeah, then sort of then they like, should I give it a shot. <laughs> and like no one one else, no one else. They're like, sure. Well then. You know, screw yeah. those guys in. I you're know. a hero in this story to me. Thank you. <laughs> you're, yeah. You're the protagonist of this little adventure. Yeah, exactly. If we made, if this was a movie, Denzel Washington would play me. <laughs> <laughs> now, speaking of Denzel Washington, yeah. this is off topic, but... It's totally fun. You know, he's, a, he's got this movie coming out called The Equalizer. Yeah, is that basically By the, the time you one? get this all edited and everything, it'll probably be out for two years now. Oh, these shows take a lot of time to put together. Yeah, I'm going to be in front of this uh, audio for quite a while. <laughs> <laughs> the post-production on one of these shows is quite onerous. But um, <laughs> so he's got this movie coming out called The Equalizer. 
Yeah. Is that based on the old TV show? That's what I was wondering. And to be honest, th- yes, it looks like it, in my opinion. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, yes, it looks like it, in my opinion. You're like a political lawyer. You're like some greasy dude's lawyer. Yeah, I'm not going to say. <laughs> I'm not committing to anything. Well, I don't think, name? maybe. Uh, he Edward something. Edward Wood. The original Equalizer guy? Yeah, yeah I don't know. I don't know his name. Because he was in the original 1970s version of The Wicker Man. I don't know if you ever saw that. No, I did oh, not. I never saw the original or the remake. Don't worry about the remake. Actually, a lot of people say the remake's funny because Nicolas Cage is absurd. But, yeah, it seems like it. I used to like that show, kind of. I The only time I saw it, though, really was... There was a guy I, uh, he wasn't really a, you know, he's a guy I knew. He was more like buddies. He was like a friend of a friend. But anytime we were over at his house, he was, his day was waiting for the Equalizer to come on. And <laughs> then we all had to shut up because the Equalizer was on. And so we'd watch it. I always enjoyed the show. I like the premise of the show. Like he's a, like yeah. he's a skilled special services operative or something. Yeah. Who, um, is retired, I guess. Was he a fully vigilante or did the police but, know about him? No, he was completely, he lived in the shadows. And so he, it's like a polite version of Death Wish. Well, it's like a single, it's like a single version, a single guy, A-team yeah. kind of thing. Because he, he would help the vulnerable. Uh, I don't, I can't remember how it is you got a hold of him. If you were in trouble yeah. and you needed help, you could get a hold of the equalizer just like through the newspaper or something. <laughs> I don't know. What, I think what you do is... If you're being mugged in an alley, what you do is you smash a Coke bottle on the ground, <laughs> and he hears that. <laughs> and why isn't it just scream equalizer? E- equalizer! And he comes yeah, running. And but the he was robber's like, always like, ha ha, what are you doing? <laughs> why are you yelling that? Yeah. But he was like 65, though, I think. So it's kind of like yeah. this old dude who's got skills would come and help you. Yeah. He was the equalizer that put... Equal in his coffee because he's old and he has to be careful. <laughs> he's diabetic. <laughs> That's why they called him the equalizer. <laughs> yeah. He's going to equalize his uh, sugar levels. I like how your friend was like the sisters from the Marge's sisters that they had to watch MacGyver, but his was, yeah, the, equalizer. But his was the equalizer. Yeah. Did he always have a cigarette after? <laughs> like, I can't remember. I don't think he smoked that fella. That's good. Yeah, I think we've all learned a little something here today. Well, I think about that's not like, smoking and helping the vulnerable. Well, the very pilot episode of Equalizer is him shooting a bunch of smokers. <laughs> yeah. So it was yeah. inspirational to my yeah. friend. Well, in the '80s, that was revolutionary. You could smoke anywhere in the '80s. Yeah, I know. I enjoyed <clears throat> a, a phase of my life where I enjoyed the tobacco. Me too. But you got to quit because it'll kill you, right? Oh, but I have a cigar every now and then. Oh, really? Like yeah. I have the guys over and play poker or like if I – something celebratory. Like I thought – part of me mm-hmm. thought, oh, I should get a cigar for tonight because we did the – we locked the – we did the pre-picture lock. Yeah. Also. But then it's kind of not – it's partway done. Yeah. So. Yeah. It's but I'll have like, a cigar celebratorily. Is that a word? Yeah. I think you should. Look, um, so in your utopia – I forgot we were... Well, in your utopia, uh, tobacco wouldn't be harmful to you at all. I love that. Because I was smoking a pack a day before I quit. Yeah, it was... It's. uh, I like everything about it except the the poisoning you part of it, right? And the the killing you part of it. Everything else, I was on board the idea of. I I know. Like, before I quit, I would lose my... Like, every winter, I'd lose my voice almost for a week or two because of... All this congestion and oh my yeah, you're Stop trying to get out of your system. I like how you're laughing. <laughs> yeah, so, so close to death. 
<laughs> well, being a comedian and smoking, oh, my God. It doesn't, I mean, you know, like I remember this is like the early 2000s. I remember selling some CDs to go buy cigarettes. <laughs> that's that's when you're like, this is the dumbest thing. <laughs> this is the worst. I'm, I'm, I'm going to yeah. miss this Primus CD. You know, like yeah, there's no real upside to it except it. It was just very enjoyable thing to do. So in your world, we're all just smoking fatties, fat cigars, and Cuban cigars, and Marlboro, and, no, and no downside, no health side effects. I love it. And the all same these guys way, waiting to play hockey with you are just like James Dean's is like yeah. leaning up against posts. They're all having a ciggy like they did in the forties <laughs> in the NHL. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Did they smoke while they played? No way. But oh, they, yeah. Did like, they smoke in the, the box? Like Guy Lafleur would smoke in between periods in the dressing room. A lot of the guys would. That's amazing. Got to go have... Like Guy Lafleur said uh, on his comeback when he was like 40 or something and came back and played for the New York Rangers, he said yeah. he was going to cut down to like <laughs> cut down on his smoking. Oh, my God. <laughs> he wasn't going to quit. He's going to cut it back a bit because he's making a 40-year-old yeah. run at the NHL That's again. That's a stipulation on his contract. Unbelievable. Only a pack a day, Guy Lafleur. That's crazy. <clears throat> Are you okay? But it, but it's anything? also, but it's also, there would also be no downside to you. Like you could eat whatever you wanted to. Yeah. Like you could be completely. Uh, I guess it just comes down to I'm getting towards kind of hedonism. No, but that's that makes sense. It's most people's ideas. I, I don't want people to to feel like they have to be diplomatic with other people in this land. I want it to be there perfect. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, no, that's what it is. It's a lot of, like, just, you know, being able to eat whatever you want and uh, not have any side effects. Like, you could just say, yeah. you know, I'm having another grilled cheese. Like, yeah. Like, you've had eight today. But what like, are some of your favorite dishes that um, you would want there? They, they, I think they all involve cheese, like cheeseburgers, chili cheese, dog, oh, yeah. pizza, of course. Um I mean, uh, it's hard to beat cheese just in terms of... And there's a lot of variety of cheese, so you're, you're not getting sick of it. You're not having yeah. to have the same thing all the time. You, yeah. yeah. Well, I love cheese so much, and I've I've gotten to the point... I don't know what's happened lately, but I know it hurts my stomach sometimes, and it makes my stomach upset. But in my mind, I'm still like, even though that's happening physically to me, I'm like... So, <laughs> cheese is the best. <laughs> cheese still rules. Yeah, it really does. So you could do all that kind of stuff. I like yeah. um, like a fried egg sandwich with cheddar cheese yeah. on toasted white bread. Tomato? Tomato. Not in the sandwich so much. Uh, I mean, it, yeah, I'm not going to okay. squawk if it's there. Like if you made me one and brought it over and had a tomato no, in no, it. No, no, I would tomato. I would, you know. <laughs> I would never do that to you. <laughs> <laughs> but, no, if I was just making it, I would just have cheddar and egg. And yeah. uh, on white toast with ma- with mayonnaise or like Miracle Whip. Yeah. When's the last time you had Miracle Whip? Do you have any in the fridge it, right now? No, I don't. We have a crappy mayonnaise. I, Trust me, I, I can't like remember, Miracle Whip better. Uh, I can't but remember. But Miracle last Whip time. was the one where the people were. I liked it too because it's got the one. It's the one with a zip. Yeah. First of all, <laughs> that's all, I want a zip basically on everything I eat. But sometimes when you pull out Miracle Whip, the mayonnaise people are like, "Why are you eating that? That's not real." <laughs> it's like, and then you read the the fine print of Miracle Whip, and it says salad. What it's salad it? dressing. Yeah, yeah, that's crazy. But it tastes delicious. Yeah, it's uh, what is it made out of that makes everybody so upset? <laughs> I don't know. Science. People get upset too easily about things. 
I know. What it's funny people? how, like... They're not in your utopian world. We're... We, uh... Yeah. Like, as a society... Maybe I shouldn't be lumping everybody together. But no, sometimes but it's funny idiots. how... It's funny how worked up somebody will get about something really unimportant and insignificant. Yeah. And how blase they can be about, like, a huge, horrible tragedy in yeah. the world, you know? Oh, yeah. I'm like that all the time. I, <clears throat> and I, like, I call myself on it sometimes. Yeah. Because you'll, you know, there'll be some horrible, god awful tragedy in the news, and you're you're past it, and you know, most of the horrible, god awful tragedies in the news, we can't even compute. Like it's too overwhelming. So then we get mad about mayonnaise. <laughs> it has <laughs> right? to an outlet. Has to have an outlet somewhere. <laughs> yeah. No, there it's might like be this some mayonnaise validity. shot down this plane outside of the Ukraine, and no. yeah. Do you ever like? Um, now, gonna, I'm, now I'm just interviewing you for like a, my own psychology podcast that I have going. <laughs> That's a, you can borrow this. <laughs> can I use your gear? Yeah, yeah. But um, sometimes, like even on Twitter, like I'll be on Twitter and people will be outraged about something, yeah. and I just can't. I don't know. Part part of me goes, oh, I'm not playing that game. Yeah. And then part of me goes, Well, are you just not playing that game because you're a big chicken like you're a big coward you don't want to stick your neck out but more i mean i think i asked myself that legitimately but i think more it, mm-hmm. the answer is um that i don't know what the hell i'm talking about like may like, like i'm afraid to like before having an opinion you want to be an extreme expert well yeah or not extreme expert but at least have a lot of the nuts and bolts of what's going yeah. down and i don't have the time or inclination to learn everything about every topic that's out there well there's an aspect about people that when they react emotionally right away it makes them look vulnerable like they're not in control so you don't want to be like one of those guys right like a, you know when clint eastwood rolls into town and they can't <laughs> read him you want to be like that on twitter <laughs> yeah exactly. they, they don't know where i stand yeah, it's like they gotta mind their p's and q's yeah it's like what do you think about israel palestine the stranger <laughs> <laughs> yeah. i want to be more enigmatic <clears throat> But yeah, I mean stuff like that, like yeah, all these global Israel conflicts and stuff, and then uh, yeah. and every time, <laughs> you know, part of it, I'm, maybe I'm just a little dim and I'm too like uh, intellectually malleable, because on any given topic, like mm-hmm. whatever I've read or heard last, I agree with. Right. Yeah. So during the course of a debate, like if I'm watching two people debate something on television, two genius eggheads who know everything about everything, mm-hmm. but are on the wrong, are on opposite sides of the coin. So how can they both know everything? But there they are. They both know it all. And they're arguing about something. Whoever spoke last, I'm on their side. They seem... Yeah. Geez, they made some good points there. I think <laughs> it's so funny. made a good point. You've, and then she'll rattle something off. And I'll go, oh, man. No, she made a good point there. I think she may have them on this one. I'm, so when someone I'm tries to debate you, you just throw your arm down. And you're like, let's <laughs> yeah. arm wrestle. I want to respond physically. <laughs> yeah, can, yeah. I, can I respond physically, please, as an alternative? So in your utopian world, then, I it guess... It would just be dudes arm wrestling. <laughs> shirtless dudes <laughs> arm wrestling all day. Waterfalls <laughs> and shirtless dudes arm wrestling. Cheese sandwiches. <laughs> Cheese sandwiches are good for you, and we just are wrestling. The winner gets 10 cheese sandwiches, and the loser gets 9. But I think that's interesting about how you are have anxiety about these kind of, like, to a little degree, about, like, these kind of, con- like, these global conflicts that people seem to, they can make their stance. 
and they can be confident about their stance, but you are you want to be objective to the last minute, basically, right? Yeah, but I don't know why. I kind of get that. Uh, part of me goes, is it because you're just cowardly, right? There's, and yeah. I go, well, maybe I could see where that might be the case. I like to I like to think it's not the case. I don't think so. But um, that's me taking a stance. <laughs> Good work. <laughs> I like it. You just gave up your objectivity so yeah. quickly. But yeah, I mean, I don't think it's a bad thing to kind of try and remain objective and try and say, try and listen to the other side. Yeah. Um, exactly. Uh, um, like, there's extremes where it's hard. Like with the West Borough Baptist Church or whatever, you're like. Yeah, they just seem I, like dicks. I, yeah, you're like I can't. I can get. I have a. The easy only time thing you can kind of objectively that. see about where they're coming from is it's unconsciously ego driven for them because they're uh, ashamed of their dicks or something. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like otherwise, there's that's no how they way. recruit. Yeah, yeah. They, they hang outside YMCA's, <laughs> places where people have just showered publicly, and they say, "Hey, are you ashamed of your dick?" Yeah. We have a church for you. We have a graveyard for you to pick it. <laughs> because I don't, yeah, I mean, yeah. I don't know how you can um, get behind anything that's like, how, how do you not recognize how overtly just nasty that is? Then maybe in your utopian world, people are um, inwardly more comfortable with themselves that, other people allowing people to have their own opinions is totally fine it doesn't like it doesn't have to be an argument all the time it's just an understanding that people have these different perspectives and you're comfortable with who you are and so who cares (laughs) who cares one of us (laughs) could be wrong here that's what i feel like people should say like if it was really intelligent people debating they would kind of have this as they debated and they both believe what they believe but they would be doing it with a tone of uh almost like i hope that I hope that you are able to prove me wrong here. Almost, yeah. you know, it's like they. It, it would be ideal if everybody that debated had the truth in mind. If the end goal was not to win the debate, yeah. which is really what it is right now. Right. Like people, you find like politicians, the people running the country and stuff. Oh God, you got me in a soapbox now. Look out, Nelly. But doesn't mm-hmm. it seem like they kind of the truth is unimportant? Yeah. Maintaining the job is what matters. Yeah. And if you like you you you're kind of getting caught in a lie or you're starting to see how your <laughs> whatever your stance is as a politician has a soggy bottom mm-hmm. and is about to fall apart, they'll they would instead of saying, "Oh, you know what? I've uh, I've seen the light here. You've shown me a side of this I didn't anticipate." And I think I'm I'm on I'm starting to agree with you now. That they can't do that. They because of the job, they can't afford to right. do it. So uh, a lie yeah, Mitt Romney, is just a, for example, just a big fat lie is where they yeah. go to. Yeah, like for example, Mitt Romney cannot break from supporting the things the people that support his his party support, right? Yeah. Like he he can't he can't like break from spouting whatever rhetoric his sponsors. Yeah, that's uh, his, for him to say. His job is to try and deliver at any cost the stuff that the political backers have paid for yeah being like a but that's not just him that's anybody right yeah. that's that's every politician out there if you don't do it's like that being a lawyer for a guy that's obviously guilty <laughs> yeah <laughs> look it's my this is the job yeah it's like okay how about he was but insane the truth, the truth yeah. would be the thing i, I guess in my mm-hmm. utopian world mm-hmm. the truth wouldn't be something to be uh avoided 
mm-hmm. which it often is now because it's uh, the truth hurts. But the truth is say. objective. It'll set you free, though they say, right? Oh yeah, it there will. are there are a number of truth-based cliches out there. Yeah, we could spew off here, but um, the truth seems to be kind of a thing that is uh, certainly easier to avoid it. <laughs> you, you know, it's easier to go. Oh, I'm just gonna be glib on Twitter than try and get to the bottom of something. Yeah, well, that's actually a good point. Like, that's what those sort of things, those rants, Twitter rants, seem like. They seem like they're personal. Uh, like you know, sort of. There's a deeper motivation with the person to send it. It's not just about the point they're trying to say on Twitter. It's not, I don't know. Those that it makes me uncomfortable sometimes because I feel like they're not being, they're not just promoting the 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 thing that they're passionate about. They're like saying something about themselves. Like they're like a genius or trying something. to tear down people who disagree or something. Yeah, or like yeah, maybe yeah, being the devil's advocate. I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> who cares? Yeah. Those oh, guys. Well, we got to the bottom of that. <laughs> What's the next topic for? Uh, <laughs> we, we ironed the wrinkles out of that. You know what? We just go back to talking about cheese for a while. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to stick my neck out on this cheese business, but no. But I like that. I do like. Um, but yeah, it is weird because the truth is subjective. So then everybody will be like, maybe, maybe what you want is, um, however you're feeling on the day. No one disagrees with you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I just issued kind of a memo. <laughs> yeah. Here's what I'm thinking. Here's where I stand on this today. Don't don't offer any conflicting uh, opinions. Yeah. And then you leave your house and they're like, hey, Brent, hockey today? And you're like, maybe. <laughs> we'll see how I feel. <laughs> what, be, what does your house look like? Where do you live in this place? Well... I've lived in Vancouver like 21, 22 years, something like that now. And for me, it, I mean, it's kind of utopia for me right now. Like I, would, I can't think of a better place to live. I think someplace like Hawaii, I think I would get, I don't know. I think that kind of, that kind of uh, tropical thing would wear thin on me. Because yeah. Vancouver still has seasons. But it doesn't have extreme cold. Like, it doesn't have minus 47, like, that kind of hurt you cold. Yeah. And it gets hot, but it doesn't get, like, 110. Where are you in Vancouver, can I ask? I'm in the Kitsilano area of Vancouver. I've heard it's very nice. Beautiful, beautiful area. And uh, big trees around Yeah, greenery everywhere. Yeah. Like... The amount of trees in this urban space is unbelievable. I was thinking because... There's a beach right in the city. Like, you know, the ocean is right there in the city. I know. And they've done a fantastic job of maintaining that. And um, Because you guys don't have, like, hard rains as much, what you guys have, too, this is why the... I was thinking this is why the vegetation is so lush out there, is because you... Instead of getting, like, a downpour rain, a lot of the times you get this, like... Sort of mist that's almost like the same mist that goes over produce at like a grocery store, (laughs) right? (laughs) And so then you get all these beautiful lush trees and bushes just because you've got the produce mist like every now and then. (laughs) Big juicy tomatoes everywhere you look. (laughs) Heads of cabbage on the boulevard. Now that's a juicy tomato. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. But yeah, so I think my house... That's a real nice Canadiana look too, right? Yeah, I mean, Those there's big, big giant there. trees everywhere yeah. and mountains, and there's kind of there's got a ruggedness to it, but it's still a metropolitan center. Like anything you could think of it, that you need is there, right? Yeah. And so it's kind of best of both worlds. And um, 
I just fell in love with the place. Like I always say, I never moved to Vancouver. I just never left. Like I went there and just didn't want to be anywhere else. Yeah. So my utopian world, my house would be there. My yeah. house would be in Vancouver. That's cool. But I would travel a lot though too. I would go and see places. Yeah. I like going to other places, but having my home in in Vancouver. Okay. So basically, you're you're living in your utopia right now. Yeah, I pretty much am. Minus the ice <laughs> rink. <laughs> <laughs> I do have a lot of I mean, really, fried egg what? and cheese sandwiches. Who am I kidding? But if you have a, yeah, exactly. that's what I was going to say. Yeah. Like, do you not eat a fried egg and cheese sandwich? No, but you, I, you'd be able to, you'd be able to have nine without, yeah, without having your chest explode, right? Yeah. That would be the, so my, <laughs> my utopia is kind of like the world I'm living in now, yeah. except more of it with no consequences. consequences. That's totally fine. I like that. That is good. Yeah, because some people get fantastical. But I'm kind of, li- you know, in some regards, I'm living my dream. It was, yeah. Since I was a kid, I wanted to do comedy yeah. and do TV and movies and do stand-up. Mm-hmm. And, uh, y- you know, I'm do- I'm doing that. You really are. And which is hard to do in Canada. So you've really I'm had a goddamn dream here. Yeah, it seems like it. Lucky duck. <laughs> I mean, I'm on Chris Lock's Look at sofa. Me. Look at me. I got a cat looking at me. It doesn't respect me at all. Cats aren't going to respect you. <laughs> Don't get a cat if you're looking for respect because they, that's not something they're capable of. That's what I they said at the pet store. I was like, will this respect me? <laughs> the guy lied to me. <laughs> this cat's middle name is respect. <laughs> but it goes by disdain. What is something... Um, okay, so you got the food. And tobacco. Food. Yeah, that doesn't hurt you, which is... That's a little extraordinary. That's not what Maybe we're like. Maybe it says a lot about me that I want a world with no consequences. <laughs> Does that say something about me? But you don't that, want... That it is awesome? But you don't <laughs> want, like, no consequences. You don't want it to be, like, the purge where people can kill each other and they don't get yeah, no, punished no, for that. No, no, no. You just mean... Just, yeah, you could... Yeah. You can't hurt anybody. Don't go around hurting anybody. Yeah. But you could... Um, you know, you could uh, have these pleasurable things that that in real life have a lot of downside. Yeah, but I think it's I, I think it's um, maybe says something about me. I don't know what. How long the, have you been happily married for? Well, happily married. <laughs> I know. I got I married in two thousand and five. Really? Yeah. Congratulations! Nine years. Thank you. That's awesome. Yeah, it's hard to do the math. Wait, did you guys get married right when the show started? Um. Not when the show started. We we met. Did you do, meet on the yeah, show? We met doing the show, yeah. Oh my god, that's so cool. And then you got married shortly after. Yeah, it was a whirlwind romance. After season two. Yeah, whirlwind two year romance. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> two years of spending seventeen hours a day together. Well, and it just happened. Now I'm gonna. Now I'm gonna see. Like, okay, I'm gonna take a risk here. Are you? Remember, you are living in a world with consequences. <laughs> I am now. Yeah. yeah. Uh, she's there in this utopian world? My wife is? Yeah. yeah. My wife is the nuts and bolts of it. We do a lot okay. of stuff together in my yeah. utopian world. I mean, this like is no I'm, disrespect to her. I'm just saying some people are like, oh, I'm going to be in these major orgies. And I'm it gets a... real Caligula. Yeah, that's not the the hedonistic route that I go. It's really yeah. about cheese and tobacco and food. There, no, th- yeah. Don't get me wrong. There's a lot of us that are not secure enough, even in our imaginations, to let loose in an orgy. <laughs> yeah. It seems like a lot of pressure in orgy. 
Doesn't yeah. it? Like, I, I don't see where that would be. Yeah. To me, that's not something that I would go, oh, man, alive. You know what? If I, You know what I would love to get in on? Is like a bunch of naked people wiggling around yeah. on each other. and Like, uh, sweaty. Kind of, yeah, I don't get well, it. Well, I said this before, but I remember even when I was younger and I thought of the con- I, I learned of the concept of orgies, I always thought, I probably would just find the one I like the most and <laughs> stay with that one. Because yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah, it is like, I don't know, what are you going to just slip and slide all over these? <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, I don't, uh, I don't know. The, the concept isn't appealing to me. So it would not be part of my utopian world. I think that's really nice that your wife, Nancy, right? Yeah. Plays such a big role even in your imaginary utopian world. That's very nice. Well, uh, she's the bee's pajamas. Like, we we, yeah. uh, we have, a, a, you know, without getting corny or maudlin, or maybe it is corny, but we have a hell of a good time together. No one's Like, listening. we really no one's enjoy listening. each other's company, and we crack each other up, and yeah. we like similar things we both like watching old movies and we kind of uh i don't know we just we just get along really well we enjoy each other's company yeah you know and it's one of the it's one of the reasons we got married for god's sakes that's awesome yeah i don't think like i we we got married a little later in life like we you know Hmm. we got married you know late 30s so yeah um we we're obviously we were you know and we had been in relations before but neither mm. of us wanted to get married before right right and so same we just hung out with, we wait until you find the perfect person that's the same thing that happened with kathleen and i we're in our early to mid 30s getting married it's actually our one year anniversary to tomorrow fantastic and she's in winnipeg and i'm going to be in windsor well why don't you ditch the windsor thing i really on a plane, to rocket to winnipeg and surprise her yeah I'm probably going to do this that. This podcast isn't live, is it? She's not going to hear no, it. No, she'll, she'll hear this mid-September, maybe. <laughs> I love well, you, at Kathleen. She, at least she'll know that I was thinking about getting you over to Winnipeg. But this is true, right? Um, yeah. You've, you, you're you at the age in your 30s where you know who you are. You know what you want. It's none of that, like... You know what you don't want. You know what you don't want, more importantly, yeah. But actually, I've had a few compliments. This is me being like a dang... I hate talking like this, too. But, like, I've had a few compliments about my stand-up over the past year from people that like how nice I am about my wife when I talk about her in setups to my jokes. (laughs) Right. Because most guys are like... There's a lot of, like, people bashing their spouse, you know? Yeah, I don't get that. Maybe not yet, but... I guess I get that it's an easy laugh. It's an easy laugh. But, like... And I'm all for it if it's authentic. Like, if it's really, like, you're having trouble at home, mm-hmm. and this is, oh, my God, I've married the wrong person. Yeah. You know, comedy can be very cathartic and get it up. But if it's yeah. just, I don't get, like, if you love your spouse, but you're like, i got to go down and put on my I hate my wife hat for this gag. Yeah, that's <laughs> weird. weird. You're exaggerating, right? like, else. one little thing, to, like, that could ruin your relationship just to <laughs> make a bunch just, of drunks laugh. Yeah, I don't know. I'm. I like the. I love when comedy has some element of authenticity to it. You know. Yeah, I think that's why people appreciate that kind of stuff because you're not taking the easy route and you're being vulnerable, and then you hit them with the one-two punch, <laughs> boot the wheels. When yeah. you're at least expecting it. Okay, so I really like that your uh, your wife Nancy is there, and you guys are enjoying and our all- dog Oliver. Oliver, I miss my dog when I'm away. Yeah, Holy hell, I did not expect to. How long have you been in Toronto now? Um, like, coming up on two weeks now. Two weeks. How old's Oliver? 
five. You've had him for five years? Yeah, we got, we got him when he was two months old. Oh, wow. He was... Uh, so is she sending you pics or what? Yeah. Like, look, here's Oliver missing you. <laughs> <laughs> Rubbing my nose in it. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, Ivan Decker sometimes look after our dog when yeah. we go away somewhere, and he, he'll send us pictures all the time. That's awesome. <laughs> That's good. Yeah, he's a really nice guy. Sometimes when I'm on the road for a while... You miss Ivan Decker? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, why wouldn't you? Well, when I go on the road, I'm, in, I'm out of Toronto, but I usually ask... Um, Ivan to look after your dog. It's nice of you to be so <laughs> thoughtful and worried. That's about. why he shows up at the <laughs> at weird hours all the time. Um, no, but I Skype with Kathleen, and then she points the Skype camera at our cats, and I really try to see if they just can get the idea of Skype. <laughs> like, it's me. I'm here. I'm on Skype, you know? They're not going to get it. No, they don't. They don't. I think they sort of, like, their ears broke up when they hear the my voice, but I don't think... They do. Do you think they even knows my voice still over the computer? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Like a wolf man knows we're talking. Wolf man, you know. It's nice. welcome to cat chat. <laughs> welcome to cat. Okay. What? Well. Hmm. I hope we're not running out of steam too early. It just seems like, you know, sometimes well, sometimes people create these magical, and you're like. My life with more sandwiches. <laughs> That's really it's about it. It really is. Tobacco and sandwiches. <laughs> it should be. I should be able to. No, but it's not. But it's all about the no Anything more illicit than tobacco? Would you ever yeah. try anything crazier with no consequences? I don't know if I... Uh... Have you ever done acid? No, I've never done acid. Me neither. Never, I'm not a drug guy, really. Because you whole, like your brain, right? I do enjoy my brain. <laughs> I enjoy uh, how it, you know, works yeah. and everything. <laughs> I'm not, it's not fitzing and farting around. <laughs> if you're lucky enough to have a, been given a brain that doesn't have, like, any uh, obvious hang-ups and it works, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I don't know if you should be too abusive to it. But, I, I mean, everybody's got to do what you, you know, what floats your boat. Yeah. As long as you're not hurting somebody else, that's the whole thing. Yeah. So how would you then say... Like some in, of my best friends are like, they they love the drugs, right? But they can do it. Yeah. And it I doesn't know. affect them negatively, really. I know. I have some friends that can do drugs nonstop, and I'm actually envious of that, but I I just know <laughs> I can't do it. Uh, what about like, okay, limit. so now you're in your perfect setup, okay? Hypothetically. Vancouver... You're in your exact same house. <laughs> Everything's... I'm in, a, I'm in a different house. Our house isn't perfect. Like, basically, a lot of my guests that come on um, this so far uh, haven't fully fulfilled their dreams. You have to understand, okay? So, usually, it doesn't wrap I'm not up. a good guest for this premise of your show. No. You're like, yeah, Mr. Perfect. <laughs> like, my perfect utopia? You're looking at it, baby. <laughs> okay. But say you're, like, in your Vancouver home. Uh-huh. Nancy, Oliver... Lots of cheese sandwiches. Buddy's just waiting to play hockey. <laughs> but crime does happen. Okay. Like someone steals some hockey sticks. Someone ruins the cheese factory. <laughs> How do you deal with that? But if this is utopian the, don't world. Don't say the same police officers that I have in my neighborhood. <laughs> the, guys, the guys who play <laughs> hockey with me are all trained Navy SEALs. Yeah, that's actually good. No, but why... If we're building a utopian world here... Why would there be crime? Why are people blowing up the cheese factory? That well, that's happen. up to you. They don't Wouldn't... need to. In, yeah. in my utopian world, um, nobody needs to steal anything because yeah. they, they, 
It's all there. It's becoming. I'm a communist, is what it turns out. I'm yeah. learning, learning about myself. Well, well, it's not a communist. It's like that Star Trek kind of. Uh, the Star Trek kind of whatever you need is provided for you, and then you know, you, you, there's you still have motivation of like moving up the ranks of the Federation or whatever, yeah, you know. So you still have uh, human motivation. Yeah. I like that in uh, the original Star Trek, they'd go to a planet and realize, oh, we took for granted how easy it was to have cheese on the Enterprise. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that would be me in, in front of the replicator. Just yeah, yeah. How about a sharp cheddar? How about a nice gooey Havarti computer? <laughs> replicator. Uh, yeah. Well... Okay, but you know, like at the—I don't know if you ever saw the show Boston Legal. I only saw a few episodes of it, and I, I was James I'm, Spader in that. Yeah, James He's Spader and William Shatner. William Shatner, yeah. And and um, I only saw—it was like a big show for a while, for a lot of years. I think mm-hmm. it ran for quite a while, and then I, I never got into it. I was on, and then I saw a couple episodes, and I liked it. Yeah. But at the end of every episode, they they kind of uh, Spader and Shatner go out and sit on this balcony that's on this you know high-rise office building overlooking the city mm-hmm. and they have whiskey and cigar out on this balcony right and I've, they just kind of yeah. shoot the shit about the day and what they've learned or whatever you know yeah that seems very attractive to me to go sit mm-hmm. down with somebody close to you have a cigar and a whiskey yeah out on a you know overlooking the city and shoot the shinny for a while yeah do you have a patio or balcony at your place you have a deck a, a back, deck? and nice. then and then a backyard that has a nice little seating area and stuff i love our view? backyard good no view. our backyard is like just trees and jungle around you don't see anything you just see straight up but it would be beautiful to have a cigar and whiskey there oh i forgot we're talking about the utopian really yeah are you saying in my perfect world oh no 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 i'm or in real life now in real life because i you already said your house is the best <laughs> <laughs> no this is where i live is the best but the yeah. house itself needs work Oh, okay. This, the house in my utopian world is not the house that I live in now. Oh, okay. Then tell me what's different, please. The, in the but before we get into that, let me ask you. Is there, do you have a I thought you were going to do a sponsor. Yeah. But before not we really. get into that Coca-Cola. <laughs> I don't really have a favorite, but I have a... Uh, I'll tell you the one that I buy usually because... Yeah. Um, I, I like a small cigar because I don't want to be, I don't want to be smoking for 40 minutes, you know, like I don't, Yeah. <laughs> if you get one of these, these guys spend big money on a big cigar and then it's like, holy God, that's yeah. their night. They got to work that thing. I get those little Monte Cristo. Yeah. Peritos. Monte Cristo Peritos. Yeah. Uh, that's what I buy. And they're like a 20 minutes smoke. And what, what 15 minutes. Yeah. Smoke. I agree. I agree with you. I haven't had one in a long time, but I will, I get those. What's the whiskey? I like rye whiskey, Canadian oh, yeah. whiskey. Yeah. So I like a Forty Creek. I like oh yeah some of the classics, Crown Royals. Yeah, Canadian Crown Royal Club. is a classic. Holy yeah! I think that's one of the first ones I tried because I nipped it from my dad. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and it had that beautiful like it had the bag with yeah, the sack the around it and everything. Velvet bag. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. You like Jameson by any chance? You like Irish whiskey? I don't mind it, but I don't go to my way to have it. I, I, yeah. As far as whiskey goes, I really like rye whiskey. And then um, I'm not a big scotch guy. Yeah. Uh, scotch is the one that makes you a little angry for some reason. Well, everybody's different. Everybody gets affected by different. Rye does that to a lot of people. Yeah. A lot of people have rye and they've just become mean and nasty and want to fight. I like a like a, like a a single malt scotch whiskey, like a Glenfiddich or something. 
All right. I mean, like, <laughs> that's valid. <laughs> I can't get on board, though. No. I don't, I've tried the scotch. I've tried all kinds of scotch because people who really love scotch, they can't wrap their head around the idea that you don't like scotch, especially if you like another kind of whiskey. Yeah. So they they want you to smarten up and like scotch, you yeah. idiot, right? And so they start buying you shots of, uh, it'll be a good scam if you like scotch. Pretend you don't like scotch, and then people will buy you all kinds of expensive scotch. Uh, Try this one. You'll yeah, like yeah. it. Because that's what I've had friends do. Some of my friends are really into scotch, and it doesn't sit well with them that I can't get on board. Weird. And so they'll they'll give me scotch. I'll, they'll go, try this one. Yeah. No. Nope. There's uh, a few places that have opened up in Toronto that are, you know, have menus, long selections of different kind of whiskey. It's pretty cool. For some reason, I just don't consciously go to rye. I don't know why. That was a nice <laughs> like a Dr. Poem. Zeus. <laughs> I like how shocked you were when the two words accidentally rhymed. <laughs> yeah. You were like momentarily, le- legitimately stunned for a moment. Oh, well, my God. Did every you see time I happened? rhyme by accident, I hope I didn't unlock some sort of vortex <laughs> to a demon world. I don't like rye. I don't know why. <laughs> ah, come with us. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> um, <laughs> that was the perfect rhyme. I don't know. Maybe I've watched Evil Dead too many times. But, yeah. Right. Okay. So I'm gonna try Forty Creek next time I'm out. And what's Maker's Mark? That's a it's a bourbon. Bourbon. Yeah. Yeah. See, I see all that stuff. Like I, I, I don't mind bourbon, but I'm not gonna. I don't order bourbon. My yeah. go-to thing. My go-to thing is right. My go-to thing. thing. Yeah, we're turning into rappers here by accident. My go-to thing. I don't know why I don't like right, but what's your go-to thing? <laughs> But yeah, and then and then <laughs> I also like, a, you know, like a beer, like a lager, like a yeah. pint, a nice frosty pint of yeah. clear lager, clear Pilsner. You don't like the hoppy stuff? Not really. Yeah, too bitter. Yeah, I like. <laughs> <laughs> what I'm learning about here's what I've learned about myself through your podcast is yeah. I'm really a guy who uh, I don't want a lot of. F- taste i don't want <laughs> strong opinions about things <laughs> can't everything just be smooth and edgeless can just obtuse i like a nice obtuse life it's a it? very canadian utopia you are canadian <laughs> really well i am canadian i know that but yeah there are a lot of guys who are very canadian who uh aren't like that at all so i don't know yeah Maybe. Maybe I'm thinking of, like, the polite, easygoing. Yeah, the stereotypes. Yeah, yeah, I get you. Yeah, yeah. I'm being stereotypical. Uh, I'm wearing a toque right now as we're talking. Yeah, it's Your true. Your listeners can't And it's snowing it, in my living room. <laughs> I have snowshoes. I got yeah. a big stack of flapjacks beside <laughs> me. Yeah, we're wearing beaver pelts. <laughs> um, yeah. Well, well uh, so the the patio that you described, that's not the one you have now. Or yeah. you were describing the one. Yeah, you do the one have. I have now. Our backyard, there's a little seating area, yeah. and a little kind of a table where you could eat a barbecue or whatever. Yeah, and then, but it's a lot of greenery. It's lush trees and bush, and it's like I feel like I'm in a tropical island back there or something. It's a fantastic place to go sit down. But that's the real one. That's the that's the real one. So what do you want to change about that? No, I, this that part's is an ongoing good. contention. Like yeah. we love our backyard. Our house isn't right. Right. Okay. There's too many rooms. It's an old house and it's chopped up and it's okay. tiny. And I would. I you bump into walls a lot. It, it, constantly, <laughs> nonstop, <laughs> bruising. Yeah. So I would like a big open kind of thing, mm-hmm. all in one kind of. And I would also have a nice big room where I could have my music set up, which I do have now. <laughs> in yeah. Utopia. How do you listen to your music? 
Like, but I, I mean, play like with my guitars and oh, really? and keyboard and stuff. You have all that stuff? Yeah. Oh my god, that's what I want. I, I'm living your. You utopia. are, you jerk. <laughs> no, honestly, a lot, a lot of my motivation to become successful in my life is to have like a studio to jam in. Yeah. Like that's like. Now what do you play? What's like that's music? in my contract. Do you, <laughs> your life contract that you made with yourself? Yeah. Must have studio. Well, do I'm not. you play guitar? Do you play? I play everything by ear, okay? You know, yeah, like I'm I was in a way. punk band in high school, so all I had to do was do power chords. And so that's all a guy needs is power yeah, chords. That's what I feel. And then, uh, you know, I play everything by ear. We had a piano in my house, and I tinkered with that. So, I, And I can play the drums. So I would like to, like, make a really gritty shitty diy album or something with well, real you can do it with garage band now i have made music with garage band how yeah. does it sound i've never done it um there's some things you can do that are, are okay doable yeah you must be able to do like crappy grungy punk stuff can't you just grind it yeah. out on there powering it out on there yeah i do it all with my mouth and uh beer bottle <laughs> 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 um but do you have buddies you jam with in real life not really, no. no. Although t- I was jamming today. Isn't it funny you bring it up? Yeah. The editor uh, uh, on the Corner Gas movie, Craig Webster, Yeah. he plays guitar very well, sings very well. And he brought a couple guitars to work, and we ended up, we sat down and we jammed for a while. And so, uh, yeah, and it was like legitimately jamming. Like just kind of, he would do some stuff and I would do some stuff. And when I was doing it, he would follow me. And when he was doing it, I would try and follow him. Yeah. But he was much, he's much, he's a much better player than I am. So yeah. he was able to follow me easily and effortlessly. That's awesome. I had a hard time keeping yeah. up with what he was doing. But we had a nice little half hour jam session. That's fun. That's good. Yeah. I'm I, living the damn dream. I'm telling you. I know. It is funny. Yeah. Cause. I'm feeling about, good about myself. I didn't realize how much I had it going on. See, that's another aspect of this podcast that I'm trying to convince people. It's like, no, you will feel better. You might learn a little something about it's yourself. It's cathartic. It's a little bit like therapy. <laughs> um, yeah, I think that's really great. And can I ask you something? Do you have, like, you have drums, guitars. What else do you have? A uh, keyboard. Keyboard. I'm missing a bass. I got to get a bass. Okay. So have you have you ever recorded, like, overdubbed you know, put one track down, then overdub, like make a full song. Just do you playing all the instruments? Um, not all the. I've done like just with guitar. I've done that. Oh yeah. Where I played like three different guitar tracks. You know. Yeah. Like a rhythm and a lead and a something kind of. And one that's kind of bass rocky. You know. <laughs> oh yeah. Kind of. It's not on a bass guitar, but you kind of play the the bass line. You know, on your open e on your e string. You know, kind of. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. So that's there. You already have that. <laughs> I guess I'd have a couple more hats. <laughs> Perfect world. More hats. I might, more, I, I, now I'm, I'm, and the hats aren't bad for your health in this land, world yeah, either, right? You know, you know how, like, in this life they'll kill you? I can wear a fedora and no one will bother me. <laughs> I've had uh, this, this fedora that... Uh, I've had for 20 years now. Yeah. And he's traveled just, with me everywhere. I've been to Singapore and Australia with me. And, whoa. And uh, Italy and France. It's Does been it have stickers all over it? <laughs> no. <laughs> like Bugs Bunny's suitcase. Yeah. No. But um, I, I'm very... I didn't realize how long I'd had this hat until somebody asked me when I got, where, where and when I got it. And in re- retelling the story, I realized, oh, my God, I've had this almost 20 years. And it's now over 20 years that I've had this hat. 
And it's in fantastic shape. Awesome. I've taken it to all these... This is a big burp in the middle of that conversation. I've I do it all I've taken it to all these countries, and uh, and it's never got smashed or squashed. Yeah. Because it's like a straw fedora, you know. So That's it could pretty be, amazing. It could easily get busted up. So it's not a street vendor straw hat. It's like no, you must got, have it bought it. No, it was at a haberdasher. It was a proper hat maker's yeah. hat. Like a Gurren Brothers thing. Do you know who those guys are? No. They're popping up. They sound like thugs. Yeah. Gurren Brothers. I they sound like somebody them. to avoid. I think, yeah. Don't go down there. The Gurren Brothers are down there. Man. Yeah, I don't trust them. When you when you buy their hat, you end up, unbeknownst to you, smuggling drugs into <laughs> other countries. <laughs> their hat band is just full of drugs. <laughs> Is that a Gurren Brothers? Yeah. <laughs> Yoink. Thanks. Yoink. <laughs> Mission complete. Wear 200 grand on your head, you idiot. <laughs> yeah, that's good. Because uh, I had one of those. Um, when I was in Washington, I was telling about that earlier, actually. I bought like a sort of straw summary hat fedora like that. And it was destroyed by one rainfall. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've, I've, I've maintained this hat very well. But I need hats because I... Uh, I'm, you know, I'm very, I'm essentially bald on top. And when I started losing my hair, I had to, there were a number of summers in a row I had to learn the lesson of, you don't have anything up there anymore. Me too. And, you, and I kept burning my head. And we have I'm, like a sort of similar hair pattern, actually. Yeah. Yeah, me too. I got really bad, like headaches even from the sun. Not just sunburns, but <laughs> my brain would be affected Your by not wearing a hat. starting to boil inside. <laughs> yeah, you need, if you have no protection up there, you got to have a hat of some kind, right? Yeah. And even my in the winter. ears burn really easily. Yeah. So I, I like to have something with a little brim on it, but that's good. Mostly I wear ball caps. Yeah. Who's your favorite baseball team? I'm not a big baseball guy. I mean, you know, I want to say Jays because I'm Canadian and they're the one Canadian team now, but yeah. I also, um, the, uh, the Cubs, they invited me to throw the, uh, First pitch out at a Cubs game down at Wrigley Field, so wow. I went and did that. So now I have kind of a fondness for them, but I don't follow baseball. I, I don't saw get a clip it. of you doing that on the George Strombolopoulos show. Oh yeah, yeah. I got to get that because I don't have any footage of me it, doing that. It's on YouTube of me doing it. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Wow. I got to look that up. Yeah. I think you might be full of shit because I uh, uh, I, re- I I YouTube myself incessantly. No, oh yeah. Stop. That's you what the Google bulk of alert? my day. You know what I did do the other day? I was doing. I was trying to find some kind of picture of myself to do this little graphic thing. Yeah. So I did an image search, and so the like Brent but image search, and you know a bunch of the images oh of me came up. And but in the middle of it, there was one picture of Jake G- uh, Gyllenhaal. Gyllenhaal. Yeah, Gyllenhaal. Yeah. G- Why would he be in the middle of? <laughs> I was trying to think what. What was the internet connection between like if you search i think lucky enough for you there's some girl out there that thinks he's brent butt (laughs) (laughs) i don't know how that benefits me at all yeah it's on her blog or something (laughs) but yeah i was i'm glad i thought you were gonna say there was like people superimposing your head onto like porn (laughs) pictures or something (laughs) i haven't gotten that corner ass (laughs) like you know oh that's probably out there now there's something to look for oh yeah for sure i plus i don't want to give people ideas what to do with that no it just (laughs) it just caught me as funny like 50 pictures of me in the middle of jake gyllenhaal yeah (laughs) but even like the picture of jake gyllenhaal looks like what am i doing here why? He knows he, it's like the Brady Bunch when they all look around at each other. <laughs> <laughs> but he's kind of con- he's more concerned than they are. What? Yeah, he's like, oh, who is oh. this dude? <laughs> yeah, that's so funny. 
Yeah, the only thing Google Alert has taught me is how many more Chris Locks there are on the planet. <laughs> it doesn't work for me. There's there's like there's like a famous um, internet scientist named Chris Lock or something. Internet yeah. scientist. Yeah, I don't know what that is. I yeah, me neither. Occupation. Me neither. That's why I'm not that one. No, he's like. What's involved in being he's a internet famous, scientist? He's a famous blogger or something like that. What is it? Okay, yeah. Yeah, so that sucks. But I think on Google, I might be, for search-wise, I might be getting more famous than him now. Finally. <laughs> it's been years of being like, Yeah, it's been years of me not being the famous one. <laughs> Eating his dust. Yeah. Um, if you, like, if they came down on you tomorrow and said, look, there's already a famous internet scientist named Chris Locke, and you can't be trying to get famous with the name Chris Locke, yeah. you have to change your name. Have you given any thought as to what you would change your name to? Well, I actually looked up Christopher Locke, because that's my birth name. Christopher is my birth name. Oh, there's a few angles. Christopher is my birth name. So Christopher Locke, there's like some... Uh, so you would change your name musician. Chris to Christopher? <laughs> that's not a big leap. Yeah. You're bugging me about my cheese sandwiches. There's a musician in Guelph or something named Christopher Locke that uh, looks like I do not want to be confused with him. Uh, yeah. My real last name, my birth last name, my real dad is uh, St. Pierre. So I was and born Christopher St. Pierre. You got the famous fighter now. I know. Man. One time a, a security guy at the airport was like, because he saw the St. Pierre part of my passport and was like, oh, are you related to George St. Pierre? And I was like, yeah. <laughs> of course. Look I, at me. I could choke you out right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. See, that's another guy. I met him. I met George St. Pierre. Oh, really? And we were going to get our picture taken together, and I put my arm around him, and he's another dude. He felt like a statue. Oh, it yeah. felt like he was made out of bronze or something. <laughs> it, did, he, he, it didn't feel like I was touching another human being at all. He was so, like, and he was completely relaxed just hanging out, and he was just a ball of tense muscle. Yeah. Those are just different dudes. Like I, I, he was I in like a movie USC. I saw recently, I think. Yeah, he was in a Winter Soldier, Captain America. That's Winter it. Soldier. Yeah, he plays the... Th- like, yeah. Um, yeah, but, those guys have no, like, want, no ounce of fat on them, right? And also, like, the toughness is off the charts. Because when you watch these guys, one of the things... Like, there's a lot about UFC that blows me away. Yeah. But when a guy will get... Like, just a clear, clean punch right in the sweet spot, right in his jaw, and he yeah. doesn't go down. He, like, sh- eats it, you know, shakes it off, keeps coming. Yeah. I can't. I'm like, how do you, <laughs> how does that not just put you in the hospital? When yeah. Because it's not me punching you. It's a guy who knows how to punch I know. really, really hard. Have you ever seen that stuff when the one punch does take the guy down? Yeah. Then you're like... Okay, that's what needs to happen. Their skull needs to ripple <laughs> like a pond. <laughs> like you need to actually make the bones wave. Like it's so crazy. <laughs> it's so hard. Yeah. And yeah, and sometimes they'll just just shake it off, you know? Yeah. And like, oh yeah, you got me a good one there. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Instead, I'm going down. Yeah. Your head should just explode, right? Like a bag of candy. If those guys yeah, if those guys punched us. Did you ever hear Boyd Banks used to do that bit about if George Foreman ever punched me? No. He, he used to do this great bit about if George Foreman ever punched him, how he would be a totally different person. Yeah. <laughs> Whoever you knew as Boyd wouldn't be there anymore. And he would have that's amazing. He would have no peaks and valleys in his biorhythm at all. It's that such a sounds funny bit. like, from what I know of Boyd, that's like his less, least controversial joke I've ever heard. 
Oh yeah, he's got some edgy, he's got some dark edgy stuff. Yeah. Okay, speaking of the wrong guy, they, the listeners don't know, but we were talking about we the, were wrong, talking guy about the wrong guy before. Um, they're going to think they missed a chunk of the show. Yeah, they're like, oh shit. Uh, when Boyd works at the gas station, and the guy and Colm Fior shows him oh, yeah. the picture, and he's like, yeah, that's the guy, all right. Are you sure he's not an idiot? <laughs> you know, that's the best. <laughs> Anyways, yeah, sorry. You guys don't know what we're talking about. But the wrong guy with Dave Foley... Uh, and written by Dave Foley and Dave Higgins, uh, Brent and I both agree that that's the most underrated, super funny super comedy movie funny. ever. I, I laughed harder at that movie than, like, and, and more often yeah. than um, than any other movie I can think of. Like maybe Talladega Nights, I laughed pretty constantly through Talladega Nights. Yeah. It made me laugh a lot. And the yeah. wrong guy. You know, at least as much as that. it's a crime. I think I might have even told met dave foley once and told him that it was a crime because <laughs> i'm so affected by how much i love that movie and how little people know about it anyways it's getting really sad now <laughs> <laughs> let's talk about other things that we confuse us and hurt us <laughs> well corner gas is going to be huge the mo- corner gas is the movie yeah yeah i think it's uh we have a lot of uh because you have a huge fan base. We had a huge fan base. We were a uh, very highly rated television program. Number one in Canada for a while. When, and, um, yeah. Like, it's cool. I, I have... Um, I keep meaning to frame this. I see it every now and then in my office. This paper from, like, um, you know, when they give the Nielsen ratings and the BBM ratings. Mm-hmm. And for the week of... The week where Corner Gas had its finale... It's the number one show on television. So it was like Corner Gas, and then it was CSI. And Are you serious? House and all the, all the American Idol, all the big shows were below Corner Gas. That's very and nice. For our finale, we were number one ahead of all the American shows. That's amazing. Number one show on TV. When we yeah, you have to frame that. Yeah. When you retweet one of my tweets, I get a bunch of new followers. Yeah. And then about a week or two, they drop off. <laughs> we were misled. Yeah, they're like, this guy's insane. <laughs> he lucked out on that one that Brent liked. <laughs> I like that, though. I like weeding out yeah. people. You don't want them to be there if they don't want to be there. Yeah, exactly. Some people get really, um, like, if you if if somebody unfollows them, they get they kind of take get their nose out of the joint and they want to know why and... Yeah. It's always puzzled me. Like people go, like sometimes, like there's two people that I follow, and you'll so you kind of see their conversations, right? Yeah. And if one of them unfollows the other, and the other one will be like, "Hey, what's uh, why did you?" <laughs> it becomes like a real oh yeah point. It's huge. Um, get them, get that. You know, uh, Mark Forward. Yeah. He follows not, not really personally, but I know who he is. He follows people like friends, and then will unfollow them just to play around with like people that care too much about it <laughs> and so I can he's appreciate that he's fo- yeah and then he's followed me and unfollowed me um but then i was like you're dead to me like as a joke and then i stopped following him but then he tried following me again and i'm like there's no way there's no way i'm falling for this again because he just likes playing with the medium like how people care about it but it is true like it does like make people freak out sometimes like people really dwell on it I mean, what I guess there's a part of the, you, I, like, I guess I kind of, I get the notion of, oh, I wonder, wonder why, uh, <laughs> but to like, to chase it down seems weird to me or to get like really yeah. pissed off about it. Yeah. Well, how many followers do you have? 
11. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's why you don't care. It's your perfect utopian number. I don't, uh, what do you think about the... 50, no, 59,000. Yeah, exactly. You're like, okay, I don't care <laughs> if you unfollow me. I still have 59,000 <laughs> and one. Um, what do you think about the computer stuff? Do you want that in your world? You know how we're all buried our heads in it and everything all the time? And Yeah, I think it's good. I yeah. think, it, you know, you got to show a little bit of self-restraint sometimes. But I, uh, you know, all this stuff, like I, I believe that there is good in a lot of this stuff. Now, there's a lot of crap and garbage, but it's just like, yeah. it's just like you know, they were saying this about radio and the late 20s early 30s when radio became the big huge thing everybody had to have a radio yeah and people were like oh it's rotting everybody's brains and nobody's talking to each other anymore yeah you know because now they're just mm-hmm. sitting around after dinner listening right. to the radio all night so i need to end tv the same thing it's full of garbage and there is a lot of garbage on tv but there's also good stuff there you just gotta you know be a little discerning yeah and it's like and so the internet is like that it's just that the internet has everything on it right yeah. So when people say there's a lot of garbage on there, well, sure. Mm-hmm. Like, everything is on there. Yeah. Every piece of garbage ever thought of is yeah. on the Internet. But also every good idea, every cool thing that's ever happened. And so, you know, if, you, if you're if you a little discerning, like, I, I, can, I can chew through a lot of hours on the Internet just kind of, you know, going through Wikipedia and trying to... You know, you start one, like you have one question. You're like, when did Hammurabi live? Yeah. <laughs> and um, and then that leads to something else. And when it leads to something else. And actually, you know, you've yeah. read about 20 things that you wouldn't have read otherwise. Uh, or even even like YouTube videos. One thing, you go, like I, I wanted to, I had to repair my lawnmower. I had to re- replace the cord, you know. Yeah, I'm not very and there was an instructional video on YouTube. Yeah, I'm not very mechanically yeah. inclined, so I thought maybe I'm going to look this up on YouTube, and if it looks like an easy thing to do, maybe I'll try and do it myself. Yeah, and it looked pretty easy. So, but I was watching the and I did it, and I was very jacked up about it. I wrote a tweet about it, so how I was feeling so manly because it fixed my life. Yeah, I was yeah. just walking around my neighborhood, challenging my neighbors to fight me. <laughs> but um, while I was watching that, it was like you know you see all these other how to things, and one thing leads to another. You click. I, I learned how to do like twenty things that day. Yeah, that I wouldn't. And sometimes the instructors are kind of entertaining too. Like they're funny, real people. A lot of the YouTube videos, if you it's an instructional like a how to thing, they start with, uh, "Hey everybody, what's up?" Yeah. Hey everyone. <laughs> hey everybody, what's up? I'm just going to do a little video here to show you how to do it. <laughs> yeah. But that seems to be the standard. If you're making your own little yeah. yourself video, hey everybody, what's up? That's got to be the yeah. Do they say their name after? Hey everybody, what's up? It's Brian. <laughs> yeah, sometimes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Today I'm going to show you how to use Microsoft Word. <laughs> yeah, we're we're all there, Brian. I know what you mean about the Google thing. Like a while ago, I googled, "Is Kevin Costner married?" <laughs> I just had to know. Without the internet, you would just think that forever for the rest of your life. Or one second and go on to something else. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> now we're in that sweet spot where you can think about it for two minutes and have an answer. Yeah. And then later. What was the answer? Is he married? I can't remember. <laughs> <laughs> it is true. It is like a real garbage can, though. Like, and it, but, but it's every not gar- a garbage can. It's just like a digital version of everything. So there's. Yeah. You know, if you you can wade through a lot of shit, but if you you can avoid a lot of crap though too. Yeah, you know? I I don't think I do. 
I, I get I fall hook line and sinker for everything. The I'm, BuzzFeed lists. Yeah, I can I can be a victim to clickbait pretty easily sometimes. Oh, like God. lists. Yeah, like, where are these actors now? I don't care. <laughs> you know? But I'm going to read this and find out. <laughs> yeah. Cracked. They have a lot of lists. They're good, though. Yeah, so Cracked a lot of like those will suck really, me weirdly good writers, right? <laughs> yeah, there's some funny stuff. Yeah. And interesting stuff. So, okay, internet, yes. I like how you're a proponent for internet, uh, healthy marriages, and jamming. Yeah, I'm taking a lot of edgy stances. I'm for not taking a stance on anything. In my perfect utopia, just have a cigar and jam, man. Yeah. Why are you so angry on Twitter? But that totally sounds exactly right. Like, that's what a lot of people probably would say. A lot of people agree with you. But I kind of have this... Uh there are a lot. Sorry, a lot of people are listening, going like, "Yes, Brent Butt's life is. He's right. It is a perfect <laughs> utopia. It is. I mean, I, I except for I the like clunky old house. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, but a lot of people, I find, like when you know when people are getting outraged and stuff about stuff. Yeah. Don't you get the sense sometimes that people just uh, people love getting offended about? They get excited when they get offended. They're like, yeah. "Oh, hot damn! I've been offended about something, and yeah. now I can go sideways for half an hour." Right? Yeah. Well, that's so what I mean. Pe- that's why I feel like. For a person that's not like a like chosen to be a political pundit for their career or a journalist or or a humanitarian or something, but they're just like an average person ranting, I always feel like it's a, a beard for something else within themselves, like the void, the hole in the void. You know what I mean? Like maybe they don't know who their dad is. <laughs> like, and then all of a sudden they just let loose on a rant about. Um, <laughs> who, whatever you know, whatever the controversy is, I don't want to. Yeah, yeah, but it, it, it's. Uh, I feel it's, sometimes yeah. I, I feel like people are uh, they're just too into getting offended, and even like right. as a stand-up, sometimes you know people like if they come up to you to tell you that they're offended about something. Yeah, they they come up with it's almost joyous, like they're, they're coming yeah. at you with a head of steam, and they're like. You know they're so they're licking their chops to yeah. tell you that you've offended them. Yeah, I don't think they. I don't, I don't know what they think is going to happen. Yeah, where does that joy come from? Then validated because once in my life, yes. <laughs> but I also don't. I don't know what people think if they. There's some people think that being offended is the worst thing that can happen to you. Like they're yeah. like, you offended me, and yeah. you have to correct it. And you go, well, no. Like it's okay to get offended. It happens all the time. I get offended about stuff. Well, I think it's calmed down now. But for the past year or so, it was especially on Facebook and Twitter and stuff. There was this ultra, ultra PC wave that was just like, I don't know. Maybe it's the people that I'm friends with, but it was just washing over everything. Like, you can't say this. You can't do this. Like, it was all very righteous ideologies <laughs> or else. Like, But it was, like, under the guise of, like, evolving to a, like a, you know, like a... To a higher plane? Yeah, of, like, acceptance. But it was the opposite of acceptance. <laughs> it was really yeah, weird. Yeah, I, I get what you're saying, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. You know, like... um uh, sexuality and equality and all that stuff are big like topics on the internet all the time and it's good that people i think are mostly for fighting for people's rights to be free to be who they are 
But there's some stuff where, you know what I mean? Like, it's like that left sort of stuff where it goes too left, and then it turns into, like, this weird sort of almost fascist argument (laughs) where the other guy can't be anything. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I know what (laughs) you mean. mean? Yeah. Yeah. It's like where, I mean, and that happens in, like, if you're, if you're, like, in in TV or movies or something, if if you're putting something together... You'll have an executive whose job it is to, you know, approve what you're doing. Yeah. And they'll say, like, um, you know, there'll be an Asian guy in the scene who's doing something. And the, it's, it becomes like a reverse racism yeah. where they go, oh, I don't know. You can't have the Asian guy um, saying something dumb. Right? Right. Because then you're saying all Asians are dumb. And you go, I'm not saying that at all. Yeah. This is a dude who's got this part. And the yeah. part is he says something dumb. It's more equality to yeah. say, hey, Asians have dumb people too. <laughs> yeah. Like, he's, <laughs> just, he's just a dude who's saying a dumb thing the way people do sometimes. Right? Yeah, yeah. It so it weird. becomes... It becomes. Has that actually happened to you? Yeah. That, that, that conversation incident. was basically that. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, I don't know if they should be, be saying that stupid thing. That's such a weird thing to argue because then it's hard. It's so sensitive because then you arguing for it like, no, it's nothing. You could be painted as like however they want, right? Well, yeah. I mean, you, you calling be... someone racist or sexist these days, you're it's like a no holds barred lock. Like you're locked. <laughs> right. You know, you're just like, uh, okay, I guess I can't say it then because you said those words to me. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> and I am not advocating being <laughs> sexist or racist. I hate that shit, but. It's like people use them as like a like an argument finisher, sort of, you know. Yeah, and it's like you get that with uh, uh, with the women too. People are saying, you know, uh, like in a, in a show, you know, they say the executives they don't, they don't know they just know that they're supposed to be doing something right, but they don't know what it is because yeah. they'll be like you, you know, the women have to be treated the same as the guys and you're like yeah great and then then you have the women's a woman character be stupid or mm-hmm. idiotic or something and they go well you can't have that you can't have the woman be stupid yeah but you it's insulting to women in a way when you're saying like they can't have a comic character represented on tv yeah it's and, and it's because yeah. it's the guys of no, but i'm doing the right thing but it's you, like you, all you know, tv you're not shows just come to that like um Oven baked pizza commercial where the wife's like, "Honey, what'd you get for dinner?" And the guy's like, "Pizza, okay." Yeah, like it's got to be that dynamic, like all the time. Yeah, now. if you if you turned it the other way, God forbid yeah. that in, in this relationship the wife did something goofy or stupid, that the executives would all be, they wouldn't allow it. They would be terrified because yeah. they're going to be people are going to think they're sexist, and there will be a few uptight people that will probably think that but you can't change your whole world because someone is at home that's like one of these weird easily like offended yeah people being like um why is this person dumb on my tv <laughs> you know what i mean yeah you go, oh we gotta change everything now we like you would be like from somebody you like us we would be like okay you're crazy you need to relax but t like producers and and stuff would be like or executives would be like, uh, you're right, ma'am, sorry, because that's the only feedback they're getting because everyone else that's not offended doesn't give a shit. They're yeah. just enjoying the show. <laughs> you're right up and say, I wasn't <laughs> offended by anything and I quite enjoyed that. Yeah, like no one does that, right? <laughs> so, well, maybe, I guess. I love it. You know, some people probably, well, you would know. Do you, did you get are... a lot of letters of just a lot of people saying they love it? 
Yeah, I mean the response yeah. that we got through through the run of corner gas was yeah crazy positive. You so know, next, so when you get the ranting 99%. weirdo, whoever it is. To show them all those other letters, like these letters trump this person or whatever, you know. <laughs> yeah. Got to shut down the show. Yeah. This guy doesn't like it. But for the most part, Corner Gas was a very, like, it's like a peaceful comedy. You know what I mean? Like, it's nice. Like, everyone's kind of, they're ripping on each other, like, in a <laughs> loving way. <laughs> that, yeah, I mean, they are. They're, they're, they're yeah. you know, roasting each other and lying to each other. There's a lot of lying on Corner Gas. Yeah. People lying and keeping stuff from from each other, and there was, you know, but yeah, at the end of the day, nobody ever got hurt. Ultimately, no, it always felt like a family dynamic. Like, you know, family acts weird during the day, and then at the end, they all come together at dinner, <laughs> right? And like, they don't even remember, like, because they love each other or something. You know, it's like it's got that kind of nice dynamic. Well, it was more kind of a case of wanting everything to come back to. The start, because it was kind of thematic of the show that 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 in that this town was resistant to change, and so thematically, every episode, you know, you could you could take it, go somewhere, do whatever, but by the end of the episode, everything kind of had to be back to where it was. Yeah, that's kind of that was kind of the overall thinking behind it. Yeah, okay, cool. And then it's also practical in terms of then when you're airing the show and repeats and stuff they can air it in any order Not, nothing's tied mm-hmm. together right, so right. there's some flexibility yeah. in that way but you it's don't also... find out who the murderer is at the end of each season do <laughs> <laughs> like a true detective thing yeah like you go to a... maybe we should franchise it out like uh, corner gas different towns i definitely think you should corner <laughs> gas las vegas <laughs> yeah no, but like it, but it's all different it's small towns. Like where CSI is all like big cities. So yeah. corner gas would be, there would be a different corner gas in you know like some little town. That's good. Eagle Ridge, Manitoba. You know, I honestly think that's a good idea. <laughs> well, uh, uh, seems like a lot of work. I think you should. I definitely think you should do it. I mean, this movie's gonna catch fire again. All the corner. Do you call them gas heads? <laughs> I don't know. We haven't come up with it. Come any. on, do it now. <laughs> Nozzlers. Uh, Nozzlers. <laughs> hey, Nozzlers, check it out. <laughs> hey, what's hey. up, Nozzlers? <laughs> this is Brent. I'm going to show you how to uh, check the oil. Today. <laughs> hey, what's up, Nozzlers? Check it out. It's Brent. Uh, so today, yeah, <laughs> we're going to uh, open the Corner Gas movie. Yeah, I think you should do that. I think that's a good idea. I'm going to operate final draft today. What's a town outside of Miami? <laughs> you know, Corner Gas Clearwater, <laughs> like something like that. Yeah, franchise this thing out. I like it. If you did Corner Gas Las Vegas... It wouldn't be as fun because the guy would be in a fully bulletproof booth, like <laughs> yeah. no friends, nobody coming to visit. Yeah, chat. The only thing that he would sell besides gas is like maybe cigarettes, <laughs> and he'd marry the odd couple that came along. That'd be awesome. Actually, you can get gas and yeah. marry people. Boyd Banks as weird husband. <laughs> uh, okay, well, I think I. Th- you know what? If I I don't want you to think that I'm disappointed that your utopia is pretty much a hyper version of what you already got now. I think that's really nice, actually. Well, that's honestly. good. I'm glad. I hadn't yeah. thought about it. Yeah. I feel pretty good about things now since, yeah. since you've talked me through this. Yeah. Well, 
Hey, you made um, me realize I got things pretty good, Chris. I well, appreciate that. Well, when this comes out, please promote it and be like, hey, guys, check out how good I've got it. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. <laughs> hey, guys, check out how good I've got it. But, yeah, this will probably be out in about two weeks. Um you're wrapping up. You guys are going to Italy to take a break from all the work yeah, on the summer movie. Vacation. That's totally great. No, uh, no clue is still out there. No clue is available. Yeah, I checked to see if it's VOD. on Netflix yet, yeah, but it's not. It's not on Netflix. No, uh, it's on like iTunes and uh, okay, iTunes, whatever cool. your local video on demand provider. Yeah, is. yeah, because Amy Smart's in that too. Yeah. For those of you watching, he made the uh, Italian guy enjoying a plate of pasta. <laughs> he did the that's a that's a bellissimo. For all the Amy Smarts out there listening, I did a kissy face. Yes, yeah, um, she was terrific to work with, and David Keckner is very funny. Oh yeah, he's awesome. So they were uh, they were fun to hang out with. Although they yeah. they only were on set together one day, they didn't do any scenes together. Oh, okay. So they, their paths crossed briefly on set. Yeah. But that's cool. You got one movie circulating. You've got one, basically, what's it called? Locked. It's locked right now. Pre-locked. Pre-locked. And you're going on a vacation. So this will come out in about two weeks, probably when you're back. Are you doing a tour coming up or anything you want to uh, promote? Um, probably like mid-September? No. Just follow me on Twitter. That's the big yeah. thing. What is your handle I don't again? have... Uh, it's just Brent Butt, right? Yeah, it's just Brent Butt. Yeah. And um, I, I didn't book a lot of stand-up because we initially thought we were going to be doing this movie later. Oh, okay. And so I I didn't book any stand up for the you know late summer, early fall. So are you feeling a little antsy to get get up somewhere? Um, no, I mean I'll just go down to the comedy mix. Yeah, you know, do some local rooms around Vancouver. Yeah, work out some bits. I got to play the mix for the first time this year. Oh, yeah, uh, I say got to because it was for a festival, but they have to because I'm yucks. I had to get written permission to play it. Uh, we it's don't have to discuss that on here, but it's weird that's going on. Still. It's very nice that Yax let me play. <laughs> Anyways, he he did the kissy face again. He did the Amy Smart face. <laughs> yeah, thank you. <laughs> when I think of yes, but anyways, very awesome room. Yeah, I, I had love the that best club. time. It's amazing. That is a great club. Um, Yax is crowd. very good too, but I also really like the mix. I'm sure Yax is good. I've never been, but. Uh, I'm sure it's fine. Well, not since 1992 or something. Wow. Yeah. Well. Yeah, there's a lot of good clubs. There's out a there. lot of good ones. Go the mix is support the mix your is your local, home. Go support your local comedy club. So Just the mix is your home base. Even if they have a headliner, do you jump on and do a little? Yeah, if, uh, if they're they're cool, but let me go up and do spots. And that's awesome. Just drop in and do seven minutes. You know. That's great. No, it's a great club. Support your local comedy. Go out and see some live comedy, whoever's listening to this. It's yeah. probably just comics listening to this. Mm, you never know. How, you, do you know how, I think a bunch of Noslers will find this one. <laughs> <laughs> hey, what's up, everyone? Hey, what's up, Noslers? <laughs> <laughs> um, how many people, like, download this? It's brand you know? new. So right now we have just less than 100 subscribers. But honestly, it's, this is a, it's out, by the time we're doing this, it's out two weeks. But people have been rea- like already sending me lots of messages. Um, yeah, I don't know. Things doing well. But by the time yours comes out, it'll be like the fourth or fifth week. Oh, yeah. all right. Well, I'll do what I- I'll do what I can on my end. Oh, thanks. To get hey, people to check well, it out. Let me ask you. Th- thank you very much. Let me ask you this one question: Did you have fun? Yeah, me too. You're a lovely fellow to chat with. Thanks. Yeah, ditto. 
I'm so glad we have the same kind of hairline. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> it really brought us together. <laughs> Although it would be kind of cool if we if our same kind of hairline was a little more lush and full. That would I also know. be cool. I know. That wouldn't be bad. But uh, it's real wash and go, though. That's the nice thing about the, not having a lot of hair. Is it even wash? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Get up, wash it. I'm nothing if not hygienic. <laughs> I'm hygienic and I'm also punctual. Those are the two things that I got going for me. I'm just a go guy. It's pretty gross. <laughs> <laughs> it's not wash and go. It's just go. Yeah. You like my hair? It's go. <laughs> <laughs> well, I had a great time. Thanks so much again for coming on. My pleasure. And listen to it again to just whenever you're feeling down because you will be cheered up about your own life. <laughs> <laughs> Realize I got it good, man. Yeah, and hopefully we'll get to do shows together soon, stand-ups or something. Yeah. That'd be awesome. Let's do it, damn it. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks so much, Brent, and say bye to everyone, and we're done. Say it. Goodbye. (laughs) Bye. And that's a wrap on the uh, Utopia to Me episode with Brent Butt. Uh, Thanks so much for listening, guys. Thanks so much again, Brent, for coming on and having a fun time and making it so fun. Also, follow Brent at Brent Butt on Twitter. And he's very funny, and he's always uh, promoting cool stuff. Keep an eye out for the Corner Gas movie that's coming out soon. And just for my own uh, sake, if people, you listen to this this week, it comes out. If uh, People in Ottawa, if you're listening, I'm going to be there this weekend for the Canadian Comedy Awards. And I'll be performing at the Yuck Yucks downtown Friday night and Saturday night with a bunch of other great acts. So please come check that out. Uh, follow at Utopia to me on Twitter and at Chris Lock Fun on Twitter and do all that stuff. And otherwise, if not, go enjoy your life, man. Go do a kickflip on a skateboard or uh, see how high you can jump. Uh, see if you can hit that tree branch that's uh, a little bit higher out of your reach. And uh, that's it. Thanks so much and enjoy the rest of uh, September. Thank you.